0: To people like us a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere i'm jen mohindra i'm also a tck and i have a facebook group for tck adults called unsurprisingly people like us so hello and welcome to this episode of people like us i'm delighted to have my guest today is Ben Vogel. Ben, welcome. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Jen. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you. Good. It's a pleasure yeah. to be doing it this way around after being a guest on your show just recently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just like we talked off air, it's, it's, uh, I'm not used to being the one answering questions. So this is kind of a nice change of scenery, so to speak. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kicking right off then. Um, Ben, yeah. tell me, where did you grow up?
1: Oh, yeah. Good loaded question to start right away. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm originally from Idaho in the U.S., the USA, uh, just outside of the capital city of Boise. I'm from a small town called Jerome. Uh, I didn't live there long. My, we were there uh, about a year and my dad actually got a corporate job with uh, McDonald's restaurants. And so once that happened, we we moved to uh, Chicago, just outside of Chicago, Illinois. That's where the headquarters are. Of mcdonald's and we were there for about six years uh, and then the biggest surprise ever right uh, we got notified that we were going to be relocating internationally and ended up in hong kong for three years um, where well, my dad stayed with mcdonald's and then after those three years he actually uh, went into business for himself he was a consultant for a lot of food manufacturers mcdonald's included he stayed <clears throat> excuse me somewhat so- with them uh, but we ended up moving to taipei taiwan and so we stayed in Asia. So it wasn't too hard of a transition, but uh, I was in sixth grade at the time. And then we ended up staying there until I graduated from high school. So I was there six years, yeah, seven years. Um, but we, uh, my parents ended up staying in, in Taipei a couple more years, and then they ended up moving to Singapore for 14 more years. So uh, even though I came back to the U.S. for college, uh, I still had the luxury of being able to go back overseas you know, at Christmas time and sometimes in the summertime and, and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, I came back to the States, did my college thing, uh, started my teaching career. I was a teacher for a long time. And then after 20 years of being back stateside, I actually took the plunge and went back overseas as an adult uh, and ended up in Shanghai, China, uh, working for an international school over there. Uh, was there a couple of years and then came back stateside. I've been back here for about three years, three and a half years. Um, but yeah, I've been all over the place. I mean, I, being on an airplane is is easy for me. I love it, I miss it. I, this is the longest I've ever gone with this COVID thing. This is the longest I've ever gone without being on an airplane and it's just crazy. So yeah, so that's me in a nutshell, I guess. Uh, hopefully that answered your question, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, so yeah, p- plenty of moves in there. So
1: yeah.
0: how do you um, cope with the notorious question for TCKs, The the where are you from?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I've said this before, even on my show, when I, when I first came back, you know, I didn't know how people were going to react to it. To me, it was normal. I thought everybody actually grew up that way. You know, at first you just, you mm-hmm. kind of get into that mindset of this is norm. You know, even when, as a kid, I thought everybody went you know, back to the States or back to their passport country in the summertime. I, you know, I just assumed that everybody grew up in a different place. I, I didn't really have that mindset of people growing up in their actual home country. Right. So oh, uh, a little yeah. bit backwards, but yeah, you understand. So, um, but yeah, when I got to the, when I got to college, it was one of those things I just kind of read the room, you know, people sometimes would ask and, you know, when I, you get to you know, university and everybody's kind of coming for the first time, people talk about their hometowns and, home cities and here in the States home even home states but nobody really talked about you know countries especially because I you know I'm six foot two white guy athletic and whatnot and I looked at part as you know fitting right in but every time I would mention that I you know I'm from Taipei because that's actually what all the paperwork still said my parents were still living there so everything said I was from Taipei Uh, people looked at me like you know I was kind of being silly or being a wise guy like no this is this is real (laughs) you know it took a minute for them to be like what's he talking about uh so people either thought it was really neat they wanted to hear more you know they they're like you know you don't look chinese I'm like well <laughs> you have to kind of explain yourself a little bit but uh some of them thought it was really cool some of them were very confused and i even had the answer of oh i've been to california too that's pretty cool I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> so, um yeah and then i think some of them some of them just what whatever you know they didn't really seem to care and that was fine too you know it's just uh, not a big deal but it's uh I still reach, you know, nowadays it's, it's, I've been back and forth and back and forth. You know, I bring it up if people uh ask me, but now I kind of just say, I'm you know, I'm from Idaho, you know, just because mm-hmm. it's the easiest thing to say. I mean, I live in Utah right now, I'm not from here, my wife's from here, but uh, it's still just uh, you know, I still have that, you know, I know we're going to get into this later, but the where's home question, period, right? So it's just, I still struggle with that, and I'm 44, so it's uh, but yeah, I. I Nowadays, it's more just if people ask or if they bring it up, I'm super proud of it. You know, it's not something that I shy away from, but where before it would be my, the first thing out of my mouth or my, my you know, um, first answer would be Asia or Taipei or things like that. And nowadays it's just to save time and, you know, trouble and confusion. I just kind of go with the flow. And if somebody asks me, I don't shy away at all, but, uh, but I just basically say I'm from Idaho now, but I, I'm super proud of my TCK-ness, so to speak. And uh, it's not something I back away from. I just don't bring it up unless someone else asks. So, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so aside from the um, the difficulties of the where are you from question when you went back to the U.S. for college, mm-hmm. what was that transition like? Because you spent a few years there in the States in the beginning, yeah. then had a good chunk of time in Asia, and then back again to your, your passport country. So how, how was that?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great question, and, and it's probably my my favorite question. It, you know, it's it's kind of shifted to this a lot because I've I've given it so much more thought as I've gotten older. But it was hard. The reacclimation process t- for me, you know, I, I kind of touched on this a little bit. Was was mm. truly challenging, mainly because as a kid, you know, the hardest move is always supposed to be your first move internationally. But I was so young. Uh, I was six and a half when we moved overseas. You know, I, I didn't know any better. I just assumed, you know, as long as they had kids, you know, same age and, you know, I was going to go to school and I, I didn't know the difference between Hong Kong and moving to another state here. Right. So mm-hmm. it didn't really affect me too much. You know, there were kids, obviously, culturally, there were differences. You know, you'd, this is 1983 when we moved to Hong Kong. So you saw, you know, you'd walk through wet markets in Hong Kong or you'd walk through department stores and it'd be a different feel. But at the end of the day, we lived in a, a community of international expats. And so I didn't really see much of a difference, you know, and in Hong Kong, even today is a pretty easy place to get around. It's very English speaking, uh, very friendly place, you know, I love Hong Kong. But when I came back to the States, I had, you know, I hadn't lived in the States and, you know, it, it seems like not a long time, but 10 years when you're seven and then coming back when you're 17, that's a huge chunk of your adolescence. You know, you're, mm. you're learning, you know, you just life in general, you know, so you, you're kind of just, not really sure you know I remember being nervous but at the same time I couldn't wait to become American again so to speak you know and <laughs> I thought you know I, I remember getting off the plane thinking like this is going to be different you know it's it's good I'm you know this is pre-email pre-internet pre-everything so yeah yeah um, that was the biggest struggle I was worried about initially just being able to keep in touch with you know friends of mine from high school uh, email had just started to come out so that was a little bit easier but uh, but really to answer your question when I you know getting to university and, and I played college baseball. I, I wrote for the paper. I had friends. It was, you know, I'm a pretty social guy. It wasn't that big a deal, but it just, it took me a long time. And still to this day, it takes me a long time to feel like I fit in, you know, every part of me from the outside looking in looks normal, you know, in terms of, you know, just that American coming back to the states that American, you know, college age, everything seemed right, you know, even down to my fashion sense. I don't claim to be a fashion girl by any means, but you know, jeans and t-shirt, hat on, you know, that kind of thing. It just everything looked apart. But intrinsically, I was a mess. You know, it just uh I didn't feel here I was looking at people that for the first time in my in my life really looked like me, you know, but the things I had seen growing up and you know just the experiences I had, I'm not it wasn't a bragging thing. It just was my lifestyle. It didn't, I never thought of myself as better or worse. You know, my parents didn't raise my brother and I to feel any better because we were, you know, fortunate to be living overseas. It was just, that's the way it was. Right. So you were, I was skittish on, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, but I was skittish kind of on telling my entire story because I didn't want to come up, you know, to have it come out like I was bragging. Cause that's not at all. Um, it was just my story, but I couldn't really, for the longest time, I couldn't really figure out, a click or a niche or, or even though i had teammates even though i wrote for the paper and had people that way i couldn't really feel like i or didn't or felt like i didn't belong you know no matter where i turned no matter what avenue i was trying to get into now some of that could have just been me but it's uh the more i you know reach out and, and talk to other tck's they seem to struggle with the same thing it's just you know you can look the part but intrinsically uh, you just feel so out of place So the irony to that is that, you know, that was my hardest move. Coming back to the place that I'm supposed to be from Mm -hmm. was actually harder than going to a place that I didn't look, sound, relate, anything like that. And yet uh, here in the good old USA, I I felt more comfortable hanging out with the international students, you know, and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And a lot of people didn't understand that. They're like, you know, come hang out with us. And yet I didn't feel that connection because a lot of the kids I went to college with right away were from small town USA. Great people, you know nothing bad to say about them. Very open, very all that. But it just it didn't feel right to me. I didn't understand their, uh, you know, where they were from, how they grew up, things like that. But I could understand it, you know, those international students that came in. And in fact, I ended up transferring to uh, to Boise State in Boise, Idaho. I was in North Carolina at first. And the funny thing is, this is just a quick story, and this kind of sums up the whole the whole thing. I don't know if if you've heard me talk about this or not. But when I got to Boise State, uh, my roommate. Uh, was Asian-American or is Asian-American and mm-hmm. obviously at the time my parents were still living overseas in, in Asia and in Taipei and so when you when you got to the new dorms and, and on the door they had my name and they had my roommate's name and then they had a Taiwan flag like right below my name and then they had a U.S. flag right below his name. And the irony is, everybody kept knocking on our door, and they'd meet us, and they're like, "I think they got your flags backwards," you know, just stuff like that. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I am American, but like at the same time, I had to go through that whole explanation process again, and and just even even the roommate was he was scratching his head because he'd only known the U.S. side of things. He never lived overseas. He never lived yeah. in Asia. His parents, I think, were from uh, China initially, but uh, it was just that's just the culture, and that's just the way our, our lives go sometimes. It's it's a beautiful exciting fantastic way to grow up one I wouldn't change for a second but at the same time there are intrinsic you know issues especially when you move back you know or you reacclimate to your to your home country and I've experienced that too after living in Shanghai for a couple of years I got that tease I like to say you know and then I've been back here a couple of years and it's like oh that itch to go back is just I felt so comfortable there and you know and uh yeah, it's just a product of who we are, not better, not worse. It's just uh but reacclimation to answer your question, I think was definitely the hardest move.
0: Yeah. I, I think th- there's a few things that, that you've talked about, which I think many of us um, will will resonate with one, the, the bragging line mm-hmm. where we're just talking about our experiences, but yeah. you know, people often do think that we're, we're trying to show off. The other yeah. thing you mentioned is about um the sort of going back to your passport country and how difficult that can be mm-hmm. there's there's an expectation that when you go somewhere new you're expected to be the foreigner and so that all kind of goes hand in hand but then when you come home you're expected to fit in but <laughs> you can still feel like the foreigner
1: oh yeah i still do even even i've been back and forth living in the states 20 plus years and i still do there's still moments i catch myself going i don't understand that and you know i'm supposed to totally understand that you know so but so like makes, most DCKs I you know I think globally I don't necessarily think just nationally or even you know domestically I, I tend to think globally on everything so mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. you mentioned with your teaching career that you took yourself to Shanghai
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that I guess was the first big move of your own choice as an adult mm-hmm. how, how was that
1: yeah, great question. I, I, I looked at, I taught here in the States for 13 years and uh, I went to, you know, I just needed a change. I was ready for a change and uh, it was just the right time. Wasn't married yet, you know, didn't really have anything tying me down. So I was just kind of like, let's do it. If I don't do it now, I never will. You know, I, I kind of teased myself a couple of times, but I went to a uh, international school recruiting fair in San Francisco and ended up walking away with a uh directorship job at an international school shanghai community international school i was a director of admissions for a few years uh didn't really wasn't going there to seek out you know an admin role but uh, it, it just worked out you know I, my background obviously with teaching and then growing up the way a lot of the students you know at the school grew up or are growing up uh, and i have a little bit of a business background too but uh you know, one thing led to another, right connections, right place, right time. And, and two months later, I found myself on an airplane going to Shanghai. So uh, the funny thing is leading up to that, you know, telling friends and telling uh, family, everybody kept saying, aren't you so nervous? And it never even, the nerve thing never even hit me. It was more, yeah, it's definitely sad. I was going to be leaving some people behind. I was, you know, um, family behind, friends behind, things like that. But there was there, you know, I don't remember there being nerves. I just remember thinking like, finally, like, you know, the, the word finally just always comes in my head because it was just like, finally I get a chance to go back and, and live that life again and see it as an adult, you know, from being raised overseas to, to being able to go back and experience it as an adult. I, I couldn't wait uh, a little side, funny story with that. Just to kind of prove the point, I, I'd broken my arm uh, about six months before and so even when I interviewed, I was in a cast, but I got the cast off a week before I moved to Shanghai. Um, and so I remember being in the doctor's office and the the nurse came in to take the cast off and she started, you know, I was, I just remember that taking x-rays and then just took the cast off and she's like, you know, Oh, so are you from Utah? And, you know, you get into that whole, you know, side chat little here and there. And I'm like, no. And she goes, Oh, okay. And I said, actually, I'm moving soon. So I really need this cast off. And she thought I was just going to say like, you know, another town away another state away yeah, sure. and so I said she's like where are you moving to and I said Shanghai and she goes as in China and I was like yeah as in China and she goes what like she was so freaked out <laughs> and she couldn't believe she couldn't fathom that anybody would want to do that and then I kind of gave her the very brief history of growing up that way uh, she's like are you scared aren't you terrified isn't your you know family scared I'm like actually no like it's still that fear fact <laughs> it doesn't it hasn't even I can't wait to get over there you know it's just I'm excited more than anything and I just remember her saying like oh there's no way I would never even leave the state and like teach their own that's cool that's 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 her world and that's that's okay that's nothing wrong with that but it's certainly not the way I think and I think most TCKs think but I remember when we landed the plane landed in Shanghai uh you know I hadn't been back I actually had never been to China that's the irony I have lived in Hong Kong been all over Asia but I'd never been to China which is which is kind of ironic but the plane landed the doors open and you know i, I moved in Ju- june actually end of june and i just remember walking off the plane onto the tarmac and just getting smacked with that humidity
0: oh yeah you know I, mean? <laughs> I was just like
1: instant sweat just dripping down my but i just remember a big old smile on my face too because it was like oh i just everything felt right it felt in a way i'm home right it felt comfortable mm-hmm. it, it wasn't scary and even when i got to the school and in know they have a week or two of where they help transition people that are moving moving in and just getting acclimated to that lifestyle again and and everybody kept saying like are you okay is there anything we can do I'm like no I'm good I know it sounds crazy (laughs) but I'm good there's nothing you know my my Chinese you know I'm not completely fluent but it would it came back to me real fast Uh, it was an English speaking school English speaking curriculum and uh, fantastic people there and 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 just I was well taken care of let's let's be honest but at the same time it was just it was almost like I felt normal again, you know, and, and being around, being around folks that were in the same boat, you know, even a lot of expats, expats that were teaching there or just living there. I felt instantly connected to them and I'd never met them in my life, but I felt instantly connected to them just because we all kind of had that same vibe, same vibe and, and came from that same background and, or were living that background. You know, a lot of expats move over as adults for the first time, but I still felt more of a kinship with them. Mm-hmm. than i even do with people back home you know not to take anything away i've got great friends here in the states and, and family here and, and everything and they're they're people that i have a hard time living without these days but uh i just remember getting off that plane it was just like ah, you know i'm i'm it's good everything's good like i can breathe again in a weird way so but yeah so hopefully that answered your question so
0: yeah yeah i can really uh, feel the sort of landing there and that, that yeah. so sort of, oh, coming yeah
1: out. yeah yeah. And even even just being in a country that, you know, Mandarin's obviously the the main language and, you know, there's signs aren't in English as easy and things like it. But it, it's that crazy, almost chaos that makes perfect sense to those of us that grew up overseas. Right. It's Ooh, like yeah. nothing is nothing is right. Nothing. You can't read anything. You, you can barely speak the language. And yet it makes perfect <laughs> sense. You know, it's you feel the calmness in the storm, not before the storm or after the storm. You feel the calmness in the storm. And Uh, Yeah, I just remember that and I still that's kind of how I feel every time I even think about, you know, hopping on a plane and going overseas. It's that calmness within the storm, you know, that that I feel most comfortable with. So
0: So you mentioned earlier with COVID, so not having flown anywhere for the longest time and quite a while. Yeah. After Shanghai, you came back to the U.S. So Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts now as to where's home? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah good question uh so probably up until a few years ago i you know like everybody i would have said asia period asia this overseas that you know depending on the crowd i would have said idaho or you know chicago it just depends on who i was with there was always a it was always a physical place uh whether it was a continent a building you know an actual house i never was able to really claim a house like you know my wife was from utah and she her parents still live in the same house that my wife grew up in you know uh, you can probably relate to this but you know I counted about you know a couple months ago I counted how many houses and I think it was 27 houses in 18 years or 20 yeah. years or whatever it was. so <laughs> I never really saw a home as a, as a you know a, a single home like a house type of thing mm-hmm. even as a kid I don't ever remember that because we just moved so much but I mean physical place sure it was it was either a city or a, a country or, and whatnot but I, I think the older you get and, and the more You start to develop deeper relationships like my wife obviously it's uh Mm -hmm. home is more people to me now you know it's and i've i've heard this a lot even on my show i've heard people say this too and it and it resonates with me big time but you know it's being around people you love and and being around people that love you right back you know equally and so i think you know my wife is home my dog is home uh family friends you know i can live in like most tc gays i can live anywhere you know it's in in it may take a, a little bit of a transition, but uh, at the same time, I don't feel like it's the horror story that a lot of people may have towards moving internationally and even moving to another state and, and just outside of their norm. I can live anywhere, but, but in terms of a home concept, yeah, it's, it's more people now. It's, it's more of a feeling now, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of a, a physical actual place. So,
0: Can you imagine settling down in one place or do you think the, uh desire will always be that that's uh, you know, the TCK that still here. gets
1: <laughs> yeah that still gets my my nerves going uh I was gonna say don't tell my wife but I'm sure she'll hear this but no she knows <laughs> uh I think with with most of us TCKs I you know there's always that joke about the seven-year itch you know just in life and yeah. everything but I think it's because we move so much um I tend to get a three-year itch it mm-hmm. seems like after three years the anxiety starts to build up you know the the concept of is this really it? Is this the last place I'm gonna be? Is this, you know, there's no more moves? There's no more airplanes? I mean, uh, so yeah, that's, it's, it is, it is to be brutally honest, it is hard for me to just picture myself in one place forever. You know, I'm married now, so there's, it's not just about me, but, uh, you know, we talk, we talk about moving, my wife's open to it. It's just right now the world's kind of crazy with this COVID thing. So it's Absolutely. not really, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do get that itch and, and it is still hard for me and I, and I think I speak for most TCKs uh, to just picture ourselves in one place forever. You know, that's just not how we're wired. The DNA, you know, just, you know, just mm. doesn't, doesn't uh, line up that way. But I also know TCKs that move back to the States and they've been in the same place they went to college and love it and they're thriving. And, and that's great too. You know, I think it's just maybe a matter of teach their own and, and maybe a matter of how long you actually were overseas in the years you you moved overseas, you know, because I know most of the folks that are doing that they only spent you know a couple of years you know overseas mainly their high school years or their second to last year of high school moved back to the states or whatnot uh, but for those of us that spend a significant time I think we are used to to kind of getting that itch to to move around and, and go places and experience new new events and people and cultures and whatnot so mm,
0: for sure yeah. you mentioned also your um your career so starting mm-hmm. out teacher, and then that enabled you to work at an international school in, in Shanghai. How, how much do you think being a TCK has affected you and your career choices?
1: Sure. I think it played a huge role right away, especially uh, the teaching concept, because, A, I, I had an amazing teacher in fifth grade, uh, Mrs. Sadak, when I was at Hong Kong International School. And, and ironically, I'm still in touch with her today, so it's it's oh, nice. kind of a cool cool story she's uh you know she's been a role model not only to me but to to many of us it's funny we looking back um on my fifth grade class i think out of the 25 kids that were in that class 11 of us went into education and and i think every yeah every single one of us uh you know points the finger at her as to as to why we did in a positive way um but i think just my experience is i love school you know i'm not saying Mm -hmm. i was a student but i loved the school i like the (laughs) interaction interaction and you know, just being a part of, uh, you know, so many diverse kids, you don't realize it at the time, you just think everybody's a kid. But I think you, the older you get, you really reflect back on, on that. And I used to bring that, you know, as a teacher, I I would bring world experiences into my classroom, too. I, I wanted my students to not just think, you know, that the only world was that current city they were living in, you know, and, you know, they, my students, more than anything, were just in awe of how I grew up. And, Again, it wasn't bragging. It was just, you know, I, I would say these things, and in kids, a lot of these kids that where I was teaching here in the states had never been on an airplane, had never experienced the travel overseas, and never even experienced the travel to another state. So it's, it was hard for them to kind of comprehend that. But luckily, we had technology or have technology that allows you know the world to become a smaller place, and I could show them pictures of how I grew up. You know, we get our, we get our work done, and, and we go through. curriculum and things like that but we'd set aside certain days and times and we just kind of have a trip around the world as i used to call it Mm -hmm. Um, and then i ended up teaching middle school history which was right up my alley because i'd been to so many places and and found it, you know very rewarding where i not only was i teaching about world history and and i could also put my give my own input because i had been to so many of these places and and talk about that even in modern world versus old world you know things like that but uh yeah i think it played a huge part um and then especially when i when i moved back to shanghai and i was the director of admissions uh my biggest responsibility was meeting uh with families that were thinking about coming to our school they were families that were moving for the first time overseas you know and i i could lay out that welcome mat and say come on in i've i've been there i get it you know uh and i think that was the most uh you know what's the right word I guess just the happiest part and just the the part that really hit home to me is I could I could give back I could answer their questions honestly because I, I grew up the exact same way uh you know I, I would never sugarcoat anything I wasn't saying hey come on over everything's perfect you're gonna fit right in life's gonna be great because that's not the case we all know that you know it's as great as it, as it was to grow up overseas you know there are obviously struggles you know that families go through too and so I was I was all honest with them and I think they appreciated that but that was the best part of my job was getting to meet those families and then once they were in the school and enrolled in the school i could you know see the kids thriving and, and i'd see the parents at certain school functions and you know we have a good chat and it just it was very rewarding you know that i could i could sit there and not just read a sheet of paper and say here's why this is a great thing you know here's why the school is great and here's it was more i could truly connect with them on a people-to-people level you know no matter where they were from we had a lot of europeans a lot of uh, Asians from other countries outside of China, and definitely North America, things like that, and South America, but I could relate no matter, you know, the fact that I was from the States versus someone from Brazil, say, you know, we had, we had folks that were coming there, I, I could still relate to it, because it's the same experience, you know, not nationalities, and, you know, culturally, but overall, it's the same experience, and so I thrived in that, I loved it, so, yeah.
0: Sure, I, I love that, the way you yeah. did, um, using your TCK experience in such a positive way in, in your career, I, I think that's great yeah
1: well I just always thought it was important to be real you know it's I could I could sugarcoat it and just give him the the falsehood that don't worry everything's great but we all know that's not how it is you know it's uh, there are struggles you know families definitely go through struggles but uh, bigger picture I think it's it's well worth it and an exciting move and one that I survived. So I always used to joke that if I survived it, anybody can survive it, you know, so, <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was great. So no, but I it definitely brought my own upbringing and my own experiences into you know, the classroom and then into that mm-hmm. position as well, so.
0: Sure, sure. And yeah. I'm looking at the time, we've been chatting for almost half an hour the time as it flies yeah. by in these. Yeah. I like to um, finish these episodes on a positive note, so. Sure. Tell me in European opinion, what's one of the best things about being a TCK?
1: Yeah, that's an easy answer actually. Just, <laughs> you know, obviously the opportunity, but just the friendships that I made growing up to this day. I'm still in in constant contact daily with, uh, with folks that I grew up with overseas. Uh, in fact, my best friend growing up was the best man at my wedding. You know, it's uh, and just we... Kids that I grew up with from, you know, Taipei American School, I said kids, we're all in our 40s now, but it's still, you know, it's, it's one of those things. But we all still try to, you know, the one, the biggest perk with this COVID thing that happens if there is a perk is that we've, you know, got these Zoom calls. And so uh, we try to, we haven't been really good at it lately, but right as, as COVID hit about, you know, probably once a month, we were, we were Zooming with about 20 of us from our high school days and just checking in with life and, and, and kind of getting reacquainted with everybody. But the funny thing is, and you get this too, I'm sure you pick up right where you left off. Like mm-hmm. we might as well all be 17 again, young and dumb and, <laughs> and just, uh, you know, giving each other crap. But uh, it's great because those are the folks that you don't have to explain yourself to, you know, you don't, we don't get on in the first hours, not spent. Like, how mm-hmm. are you? Is, or is everything okay? You know, is, uh, you guys struggling? Yeah. It's not, it's not like that at all. You know, it's actually just, like we might as well have been in Taipei last week and, you know, everybody saw each other last week because we can just pick up mm-hmm. and go right from where we left off. And But yeah, I, I think that's the biggest, you know, and it's not just Americans here either. I mean, that's the nice thing is guys, guys and ladies chime in from all over the world. A good buddy of mine's in Israel. Um, we've got people in Europe, you know, Asia, South America, and some in Taipei that stayed in Taipei and, and then all over the States too. But it's just cool to see that you know we are all under that TCK flag you know we may all come from different backgrounds and different nationalities and, and cultures and, and you know even religions but all that just gets shoved aside nobody seems to care you know it's 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 uh I think the world you know weird twisted way I think the world would be a better place if everybody had you know the opportunity to experience living abroad and living overseas for at least a year because you get that different perspective you get to see people for who they are uh not just you know politically uh you know how they're supposed to be or whatnot you know i think you truly get to the sense of you know reaching inside of people and seeing who they are for their core and and that's why i think we all get along even to this day we want that we want to stay in contact we want to see how everybody's doing it's there's no pressure if you can't get on the zoom calls great but uh it's just a situation that it's it's a beautiful thing to know that i've you know the last person i had on my show i've known her 37 years you know she she was in yes. hong kong the year before we got there and our families have been friends since and you know we're i haven't seen her physically in, in 37 years and, and a lot of these people i haven't seen in many many years but just the connections there and i think if anything the beauty side of you know growing up the way we did and experiencing the tck yeah you're you're you get to see places and, and you know cultures and people that a lot of people only get to read about in books right so but at the same time, you develop those friends that truly become family, because at the end of the day, it is family away from, you know, family, so to speak, you know, you have a stronger connection, you know, with those folks than, than even your own family, sometimes school, international schools become a home away from home for so many. Oh,
0: you know? oh.
1: um, yeah, it's just that's, that's the best thing to me It's just the connections I made, the friendships I made, and the fact that we can just pick up right where we left off, even so many years later, and the fact that we haven't seen each other physically, but here we are you know connecting on zoom and it's just it's great so
0: yeah zoom has been fantastic for people absolutely that that picking up where where you left off is is such a beautiful thing to have
1: absolutely for sure
0: so ben thank you very much for your time today it's been absolute pleasure and so interesting to speak with you thank you
1: yeah, no, thanks for having me. This, Like I said, it's, it's kind of nice to be on this side of the questions, you know, so. But uh, yeah, you did my show. You did fantastic. Thank you for doing that too. But thanks for having me. This has been a treat, so.
0: Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks, Ben. All
1: right, no worries. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.